Looking at the makeup of the collegiate track system in Canada, there's a lot of emphasis on the middle distances. The 600, the 4x8, the 1000, the 1500, even the 3000. I don't think it's that far of a stretch to say that having a solid squad of mid-D runners can make or break your track and field team. Over the years, Guelph has produced some solid mid-D athletes. Names like Anthony Romneau, Jean-Vier Lalonde come to mind, and in those cases have made an impact internationally after leaving school as well, but sticking with the Speed River team. On this week's show, we're mixing our aerobic with our anaerobic as we take a closer look at the middle distances in the Royal City. You're listening to Something in the Water, the story of the University of Guelph and Speed River track and field teams brought to you by Sidious Mag. This week is all about the middle distance squad in Guelph, and with a ton of great mid-D athletes that call the river home, it was a tough task to choose who to feature on this program. We'll chat with two-time 1500-meter Olympian Hilary Stellingworth about her long-distance relationship with the club. Charlotte Ward, a University of Guelph athlete and captain, talks about her time training in Guelph. And Olympian 800-meter athlete Anthony Romanew calls in from out west to have a candid chat about finding his place in the club and what the group has meant to him. Also, we'll hear from U-Sports star Tommy Land about what got him to move you. First so, I asked Coach Dave about coaching the middle distance events versus other event groups. It goes back to a premise that we've talked about before, which is there's this uh, empirical tendency to put a, a event groups and coaches into boxes. I don't view it that way. That's just energy systems. There's no reason you can't be conversant in 800 meter in the marathon as a coach. So again, it's just gone down to the skill set of the athlete who, and them coming in and connecting with me and then us trying to maximize their ability and their, their optimal event. So I've had a great time everywhere. I mean, you know, we've had times when we've been called a long distance group, but also a mid distance group or juniors or no juniors. It just tends to be a snapshot of what you're good at at that point in time. So you're right. We've had a lot of success, both women and men in the 800 and the 1500. Uh, I love it. My name is Hillary Steinerf, and I'm a two-time Olympian in the women's 1500. And uh, I was part of, I've been part of Speed River since about 2001 and on uh, a bunch of different national teams between then and 2016 when I retired from competitive running, and now I coach at the University of Victoria. Hilary Stellingworth left quite a mark on the 1500 meter in Canada, making two Olympic teams. Not only was she fast, but she was also a tactically brilliant runner as well. Now, while she was a member of the Speed River team before she retired, she moved around quite a bit, but always kept Dave and her husband Trent as co-coaches. I asked her about her long-distance relationship with the club. Yeah, we had a few of those um, moments because... As much as I am um, was in the club for a really long time, and Dave was my coach um, or for a very long time, I've only lived in Guelph <laughs> for about a year, and that was in 2005 when Trent was finishing up his PhD, and then we moved to Holland, and um, it was going to only be a couple years, and so um, we decided that, and Dave was okay with um, continuing to coach me, and I came back and forth between Guelph and had Trent um, as, you know, co-coach. And then we extended our European um, stay to Switzerland for five more years. And then we ended up moving out west to Victoria. So um, there's always been this long-distance coach-athlete relationship. 
Um, but I think it just takes communication. And, you know, I went back to Guelph several times to, to train with the group and just open collaborate, collaboration and, and then having Trent um, and Dave as really good friends and um, coach co-coaches has helped. And so it worked out. I don't think it could work out for everyone, but for us it did. I mean, you have to admit that's uh, that's such an odd uh, coach-athlete dynamic. Um, you know, even with, with all the cooperation in the world and stuff, um, you know, there's something to be said for a good, solid training group, which, I mean, when you're in Guelph, you, you definitely had. I mean, what what was behind that decision, though, uh, to to not go and, and join another group, but, you know, st- stick with Dave? What, what made you stick with him? Yeah, that's a great question because, I mean, I did have a lot of opportunities to train with different athletes. Um, when we were in Switzerland, I was training with the now Olympic champion, Mariam Jamal, who was originally from Ethiopia um, and ran for Bahrain. And uh, and so there there was a little bit of collaboration with her coach in Switzerland, but I just had so much faith and um, and loyalty to Dave, but, but not fake loyalty, like just that I really believed in the program and and it had worked for me, and I didn't want to make a, a big change. So he and Trent were really open to having me jump in with other people um, in workouts, and so we just made it work. And, um, yeah, I think that because Dave's open-minded that there's not just one way to train an athlete, he was able to look at what other athletes were doing and let me jump in. And I guess it took some learning on my part to understand what worked for me and, and to be able to talk to other coaches and athletes and say, yeah, I think that workout can work for me today, but I'm going to go on my own and do um, my thing on another day. So I don't know. I just think I like to mix it up and it, it worked well. Um, and then I always did go back and train with the group in Guelph. But at the same time, when I started in Speed River, there weren't, weren't many girls to train with. <laughs> so now you look at the group and say, oh my gosh, there's an amazing training group and that is so true. But at the time, I was jumping in with the guys because there weren't really many girls. Um, when I were there, I was running 408 and 202, and there weren't a lot of girls around, so it's evolved so much. And um, Yeah, I was just lucky that there was always people to train with, for sure. You know, through your career, um, for, for people who aren't acquainted, I mean, you uh, you were at the 2012 Games. Um, there were some, some really unfortunate uh, circumstances that ended up keeping you out of the finals. Um, and then at, at this uh, at this past games as well too, you know, just just missing missing those finals again. But uh, you know, knowing you're you're going out on your retirement, you know, I think both both are, are stories in, in Dave's repertoire. And uh, you know, just just the fact that he was there made such a such a big impact on him. You know, is there anything that you can can say about that, and, and perhaps the support that you received over the years from from Guelph? Yeah, absolutely. Um, going, so London making the games was a big deal because I qualified, um, in kind of less than ideal conditions. I, I got my qualifying time in Rome when I had food poisoning. And so that was a testament to the support that the whole Guelph and Speed River group gave me because, you know, I was really, really sick going into the race and we had, you know, Dave and Margot Mountjoy, one of the sports docs and Trent and, um, you know, Lawrence Breed, and we had all, all these people kind of in the background, and I didn't know necessarily that they were um, talking about me, but um, lots of positive support 
so I qualified for London there and then um, in London Dave and his family and um, they all came to watch and they've become part of our family so that was a really special experience and um, I didn't feel disappointed when I was in London not to make the final because I felt like I ran my best races but since then obviously half of the final has tested positive and so looking back it would have been nice to be able to have that opportunity but I have no regrets um, and then in Rio leading into Rio we got to stage in Guelph so that was uh, a great end to my running career because I got to spend time training and preparing in the environment that I first came to running or elite running um, in and with all the IST and support team that I was used to having so that was really nice and then to go to Rio and to have Dave and Trent there um, and and you know a, a good support team knowing that I was leading in so um, yeah the both were special in different ways and uh, definitely impactful in my overall career. You know, you mentioned right off the top uh, that you're now a coach uh, with the University of Victoria, and I have to I have to know: is there anything that that's carried over from from you know some of your former coaches uh, to now in in your own personal coaching style? Oh, absolutely! I mean, Dave's coaching um, is one of the biggest impactors um, to my own coaching. I try to take things from a lot of different. Um, coaches, but of course you can't deny that having a coach for 14 years is going to impact your how you coach. And so, yeah, the, definitely the types of training, but I would say a few things that impact me and my coaching style are um, some of the stuff Dave brought outside of training. So the group culture that he creates is really important. So a team environment that is always welcoming and really respectful. So anytime a new person comes to the group, Dave introduces them, makes sure they feel welcome, and is very calm having people come in and out of the group. And that's something that I think um, I try to carry over and just to um, teach my athletes that that is important to have. Um, and not hierarchical or pecking order. I think it's important to respect what everyone does and the goals that they have. So that was a real big take home for me over the years because I came in and out of the group. Um, and then I, I think the long-term development and especially on the aerobic, aerobic side of things. So that is a training perspective, but that's something that Dave has taught me. I think the first time I showed up in Guelph and he gave me like four by a 2K workout <laughs> on the cross-country course with a cross-country runner. And I'd come from a very middle distance university and I thought, oh my goodness, what have I gotten myself into? Um, but I found that I was doing less intensity and I was running faster. And so it, it was a learning curve for me because I learned a lot about the different types of training that can work for different events. Um, so that's impacted me as well. And then Dave has always put the person before the athlete. So he's always saying, you know, why are you doing this? Do you love it? Are you happy? make sure we take those mental breaks and balance. So that's something that has carried over for me too as well. Okay, so uh, my name is Tommy Land. I'm a track runner for the University of Guelph. Um, I've been here for five years now. I came in in 2013 and uh, I'm in my last semester of mechanical engineering and my last year of uh, eligibility. U-sport champion Tommy Land talks about his first interactions with Guelph, Anthony Romanu, and some of his experiences while at the university. I came in. Uh, I came in as a 
you know, an average recruit. I was a 152, 800-meter runner. I was uh, just a sub-54 meter runner. And coming into Guelph, yeah, it was, it was like a 600-meter twilight and uh, an outdoor race, which is, which is really unusual. Like, I've never ran a 600 outdoor. It was just kind of an off thing for me. So I came up to run that race, and it was just me and Romo in the race. There's two people. And it was like a really cold, like wet, rainy day. Him and I kind of lined up, and I had no idea who Romo was at the time. I didn't know any of his accomplishments. I didn't know he ran 145 that year. And uh, we just kind of squared off, and he led the thing. I think he went out pretty quickly. It was like a 51, and that was pretty fast for me five years ago. And I just kind of hung on, and I just kept hanging on and hanging on and trying to challenge him. And, and you know, eventually Romo got the best of me at the end. I didn't have, like, the stamina I do now. But, um after that race, you know, he was impressed and Dave was impressed and, and they just kind of took me off to the side and Romo went for a little cool down with me. And, and, uh, we just talked about the university, talked about some of my interests and, and what he's done and how he's, um, was brought up to the program. And, uh, you know, right then and there, like I, I ended up loving it and he sold me on the spot. It, uh, Maybe Dave kind of blows it up a little bit, but I mean, I wasn't really that close. I, I think that he just, he was, he was impressed, but I mean, like, it's kind of like, who the heck is this kid? You know what I mean? Like, so I had one pretty good performance in first year and that was a, a, a 118. Um, and that was down at Spire, uh, or Geneva, Ohio. And, and after that, uh, my performance or so-so, I, I, I qualified to CIs for that, for that particular race, but I ended up getting DQ'd for stepping uh, out of bounds had a pretty lousy summer season uh, after that. And my second year was even a little lousier. I was, I was starting to get more and more a little bit sidetracked and uh, not as committed as, as I, as I should have been. Um, and then, you know, second year, uh, second year Christmas break comes around and that's, you know, I decided to go on that like 10 day trip down to the Bahamas and, and I didn't bring my running shoes. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I got back and I was, you know, extremely out of shape and, and I had that big cut on my foot from that time I stepped on the, uh, the coral. And, uh, yeah, you know, Dave was not impressed. Like, he was, um, he just, you know, it was a great, like, moment in my life. Like, you know, I got some negative feedback, and, like, I kind of turned it around and made the best out of it. And from that moment on, you know, every Christmas break, I've stuck around, and I've, and, uh, and I've, I've, you know, followed the program, listened to my coaches, trained hard. And uh, the results speak for themselves. In my opinion, Anthony Romanu is a character that this sport is better for having. After an incredible collegiate track run as a Guelph Griffin, he stayed in Guelph as part of the Speed River Group, continuing to run well, making the Canadian Olympic team in 2016. Anthony took a bit of a different route to the University of Guelph than most, in that it wasn't a direct path from high school to the university. And it was on that note that we started the interview. I'd heard of the program in high school. Um, obviously, I'm from Hamilton, so um, uh, my high school coach and sort of other runners in Hamilton or elsewhere had. Uh, yeah, I heard about Speed River, and I heard that you know they were a strong program, especially on the distance side of things. Um, I kind of had my heart set on going to the states, like a lot of uh, high school runners. So um, I did not have a great uh, grade 11 season, I actually got sick. Um, so I, uh, I kind of probably should have stuck around, maybe, maybe waited a year and saw what my options were, but I was determined to go to the state. So, 
yeah, I was at Dartmouth for two years and, uh, kind of somewhere in the middle of my second year there, I started to realize that it just, it just really wasn't going to work out and that I, I needed to, to change my environment. So, um, I was actually, uh, thinking right off the bat that I would probably go to Victoria, um, because I, you know, it, it had sort of a strong middle distance um, history, and obviously it's uh, the beautiful weather, and um, they, I guess they were still back then, they were sort of the West Hub for middle distance running, or they were the middle distance hub, or um, I can't quite remember. So I reached out to uh, Brent Fogner at Victoria first, and then I was talking to my dad, and he's kind of really involved in my running and my life in general. And we, you know, we have these conversations about running kind of, or just life and stuff once a week. And he was just doing some looking around and he, and he kind of suggested that I would reach out to Dave. Um, and, uh, you know, just on the, on the basis of their reputation and, you know, why not look at a school in Ontario just cause you know, it might, might be convenient, more convenient for me. And, uh, so I reached out to Dave and I got this, um, kind of great email back from him that was, you know, I was, I guess I would have been like 20 or 19, uh, no 20 at the time. And, uh, I had, you know, was really into running and really starting to try and learn more about the sport and about the, the, uh, you know, the science of it. And, and, you know, at that age, especially early college, you're just like learning everything you can and, getting more excited about it and watching videos and reading books and like I was always on flow track and stuff. So I was really excited when he emailed me back and it was kind of like sort of a point by point, um, description of, of how the group worked. He kind of answered, answered a lot of the questions that I had and it, it was, it was, um, it was just good timing. It was, he was the right guy at the right time, I think. And, uh, Dave, you know, Dave's a total track nerd, uh, obviously. And, uh, and so we, we had a, a, a few really good talks about the sport and just kind of where he saw, you know, me fitting in and how to, how to coach me and just, um, and I really liked what he had to say. And, uh, so I, I went out and saw Victoria and, uh, I, I did my sort of due diligence with both groups and I was, I was kind of, I was excited, you know, either way it would go. Um, I think in the end I just, I, I chose Guelph for a bunch of reasons. One, especially, you know, it was, I was so close. It was really good to have like a strong group in, in, in Ontario. And I felt more comfortable staying in Ontario. Um, after being away for two years, it was just, it, it got me really excited to think that I could like kind of have the best of both worlds, like really, really uh, strive to make some national teams and kind of see where I could, what I could do in the sport, but also, and with a bunch of people who were like-minded, um, but also be able to do that in, you know, at home, essentially, it felt a lot like home for me. Guelph was just so close and I had been to Guelph before. So, um, yeah, so, uh, uh, that's kind of how it's, how it all started. That would have been in the, uh, sort of summer and early in fall of 2011. And then I moved to Guelph in, uh, January, 2012, um, after a short training camp with the group and I kind of had been working into some of the sessions with them, but, uh, yeah, so that's been, it's been six, six years now, over six years. 
You know, I, I like that you mentioned that you were, you know, looking into the science of the sport and you were kind of interested in, in the how things work. Now, coming from an outsider, I would think that going into Guelph, that would be kind of like the best place for you to be uh, just because there's so much science connected to that group. The fact that they have, you know, all sorts of researchers going in and out of there. You know, they have all sorts of therapists as well, too. Is that the case? Did, were you able to pick up a lot of knowledge from, from those guys? Were they willing to, you know, kind of fill you in on what was going on? Um, so uh, things have progressed in Guelph on that, on that front um, quite a bit since I've been here. Um, I mean, like when I got to Guelph, we still had the cinder track and the field house was uh, being, the new field house was under construction. So we were training kind of out of a, uh, an indoor track north of Guelph, and um, it was still very much. Uh, it, it was kind of in phase two of, I think, as Dave likes to call it, phase two of of development in terms of like the infrastructure of Speed River and the varsity program. Um, like, and uh, so I've seen a lot of change um, in, in the distance side and the infrastructure on the sprint side for speed power, I should say. And uh, so when I got there, it was I was very happy to just sort of have a coach who who kind of knew who was curious and will and flexible um, and ambitious with my with goals for my career and um, I think you know Dave hadn't had a whole lot of 800 specific athletes um, before I would have I was probably I think like coming in I would have been like the second fastest 800 runner a specific 800 runner because he'd had a few 15 guys who'd been able. I think Taylor's Taylor had had the club record at the time of like 147. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, uh, so so it was kind of an experiment for us both, um, Dave and 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 you know the the workouts and sort of the approach that we've taken over the years has changed, and it changes every year. Um, which is uh, which has been exciting. You know, Dave's a really smart guy and. We just we kind of put our heads together um, and kind of come up with something that you know let's try this or whatever and it was just it was just a good environment um, especially like right away I felt like you know okay this is this is kind of the place I need to be and then and I think Dave is he's one of those guys who he really wants you to take an involvement in your own career and so I was always encouraged to do that. Um, and so there was sort of this, I had the resources, I was in the, it's more of the environment, you know, there was like a, mm-hmm. an environment that encouraged you to, to and, and be ambitious um, about your career. He, he really doesn't put a, like, you know, it's like, come here and, uh, and this is Guelph and like, we're, we want, we kind of want it all, you know, so, so. If you want it all too, then then you're willing to take take what you can, and so I, I really I, I kind of shared in that sort of ambition, and um, and and in that with that being said, you know there was uh, there's a lot of stuff that you know because of that I was able to find things that worked for me. I think that every really successful runner in golf, especially on the senior side of things. Uh, if you go through the list of names, you know, like uh, a few of them spent a good chunk of their time in Speed River, not in Guelph. And therefore, you know, you'd have to assume that they spent 
they were very involved in their own career. So you had Hillary and Chris Winter um, on the West Coast during a good chunk, I think the last quad for both of them, at, at the very least, Hillary maybe two. So yeah, it was it was like that, you know, that like the more the more entrenched you were in the group, uh, the longer you spent there, you really want to um, kind of find what works for you, what do you need, and then, you know, be giving that kind of feedback to Dave and, and help, to help him do his job better. And that's, I mean, that's kind of where it is now. It's just been like a, it's, it grew into like a, a good professional sort of um, co- cooperation where we just kind of were like, all right, like you do your thing, I'll do my thing and, and we'll come together and then we'll make it, make it happen. And, um, and we're both like equally invested in this. So, you know, there, you talked a little bit about it, but, you know, moving from being a collegiate athlete to, you know, being a post-collegiate athlete, going for those world teams and stuff like that. I mean, I think back to when when you were attending the University of Guelph, I mean, like you were you were lighting up that league, you know, like you were you're definitely a standout. I, I want to know when did it occur to you that, you know what, I can after I'm done here, I can go on and I can make world teams. I can go to the world championships. I can go to the Olympics. When, when did that come along? Uh, when I moved to Guelph, you know, it was always like, that's the goal, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's what we want. That's what we want to work towards. So, so the, it was very clear that the season was kind of, uh, in, in some ways, very much a means to an end. I actually didn't compete for Guelph until the cross-country season of 2012. So my first indoor season there, I was, uh, I was actually not competing for the team. Um, and then I had a really good cross-country. I mean, I just did a handful of races. Um, but then the winter of 2013 is kind of when everything started to... Uh, I, was hel- I, I was... For the first time in a while, I was like... I was healthy for a very long chunk of time. And... Um, I just, you know, I could just start to see like a lot of this sort of fitness that a lot of the work that I had put been putting in for years that I had never been able to really like string together like months of training at a time. It was starting to just fall, fall together. It was, it was starting to, I was seeing like big, big jumps in fitness and, um, and, uh, so I think, you know, the indoor season is kind of tough to tell where you are because you're running these off distances and, you know, there's always the relative times on an indoor track versus an outdoor track. And um, so I was kind of just focused on hitting standard and then, you know, going to OUAs and winning the races there. And, and, And I just felt good. I was moving well. I was winning races and helping the team and it was fun. And then I think, you know, after during the CIS championships in Edmonton, I remember Taylor, I was on the massage table and Taylor came up to me and he's like, I think I had just run like a 118 or I had, it was that prelim where I had gone out kind of really fast through 400 and then just started jogged it in. And he came over and he's like, you're going to run 145 this summer. And I was like, Oh, you, you think so? And he's like, I have no doubt that's like, if you can do that, you're going to go run 145. And then, so then it was kind of funny. Just like, I, I, I definitely was like, Oh, well, if Taylor knows what he's talking about, you know? So, uh, uh, and then the outdoor season kind of 
happened seamlessly. You finish exams, and then Speed River was driving to Michigan or Charlottesville, Virginia, or here and there. And so, and then I was right. I was running 147 out of the gates of I think I, I think I opened that year in Stanford. I'm mixing up the seasons now. I opened that year in Stanford, um, and uh, I ran 147, and and I just ran 147 a whole bunch of times. And then I went to FISU and ran 147 and got made the finals and kind of had a bad finals. And But I think making the finals at FISU was another big one. It was just like, like uh, you know, Nigel Amos was in there and I think a few other big names. And I, I was like getting on the start line with them and I felt like, oh, wow, like uh, this is a new level for me. Because I won my semifinal with, and I led the whole race and it was like, I really felt like, okay, like I think, I think you know, this is the this is the world. Like these are guys that compete at on senior teams. So I'm right up there with them. Um, and then I went to Dublin and I, I think I ran a, a full second. I took a second off my 800 PB there. Oh, wow. Okay. Like now I, I'm really starting to feel it. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I think I ran another 146 and then, and then I PB'd again with 145 in Belgium and uh, that's when I made world. So it was kind of funny. It happened in stages. So the first time, it's kind of hard to tell. But I, I do think that you know that indoor season was somewhere at CIs. I think maybe it might have been Taylor when he really put the hot, the thought in my head. And then, you know, I do truly believe that like that in order to make that jump from from let's say 150 to 147, you really have to believe you can do it. Like you have to get out and run races that like you're trying to run 147. And then to make the jump from 147 to started hitting world standards and stuff I, I think that there is a certain degree of like you know all right i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna go out in 51 or 52 and like i i can close i can do this like this isn't this isn't gonna be i think i was going out in like 50 point all summer just like really trying to make a jump and uh i was leading a lot of races like really trying to push the pace and then i got into a good race at the right time where i was just i just sat in and that's, I think, when I started to make the big jumps. So, so there was a process, but but I think it started with a, a few a few words from from someone who knew better. So, you know, you you made the Olympics in in 2016. You went down to uh, to Rio. As far as the qualifying process goes, um, he, you know, Dave, he has uh, he has his fair share of stories, and they're they're usually pretty good as well, too. He um, he likes to tell the story of of a phone call that you made to him uh, the day before you you qualified. Perhaps you you can can give us a little bit of context behind that and and uh, what happened as a result. Oh gosh, is he? I don't know if I remember this. What did what, try and cue my memory here? Did he? What did he tell you? He he said that uh, that you called him that morning and you said, "Dave, today's the day. I'm gonna make it." And jeez, uh, oh, <laughs> that's so funny. I, I I can't I cannot recall this phone call. And you know what? Him and I have never talked about this. Uh, uh, there, um, very good going into that race. I was. I was uh, not having a good season, and then I went to Kamloops to visit a friend, and I don't know exactly what happened while I was there. It was it was in between. Uh, it would have been in between Peyton Jordan and the Oxy High Performance Meet. I was there for maybe a little over two weeks, and I was just the workouts were just such a grind, and and I was running these terrible workouts, and my races were just whatever one forty nines. 
150s even. And, and I, you know, I think at that point I had been just doing it for so long, like the sport for so long that I knew, I knew a couple of things. I knew that fitness can happen really quickly, like um, especially if you're putting in the work. And so not to, not to, not to think too much about it. I also, I also knew that like, yes, you like you, you have to, the, the opportunities will come and you, you can't just stop. Like you can, it, one bad workout or even two months of bad workouts, uh, like don't mean anything. Cause really you just need one good race. You know, you can hit standard, just, you don't have to hit it once. So, mm-hmm. um, I just, I just remember being in Kamloops and just, doing my like last couple workouts there and something just switched. It just changed. And then I went down to, uh, Oxy and I, I didn't run actually that great, but I felt amazing. And sometimes, you know, it's just like your legs just need to catch up. And I kind of ran a tactically poor race, but I was, uh, it, something had changed. I was confident again and I was, I felt good again. And then I, I went back to golf and I was started crushing workouts and then, and then I went to Boston and I ran a 147, which is a time that I'd run like the, so much, but it just felt like something was something was happening. And then the, then the next race I went to Portland and um, I honestly didn't even feel good on the start line. I, I, I think I had like, I was dizzy or something. And then like, but I was just like, all right, just, just go. You're, you're in shape. Let's do this. And, and then with 200 to go, I was like, yeah, like you, there's something there. Usually with like 200, 150 to go, you can tell, you can just, you can just tell if it's there or not. That's in 800. I, you, it's almost not even worth it to make any judgments about how you feel until the last quarter of the race, because I felt like terrible before and then closed really well. I felt great and then, then died. And, and it, so it's always in that last 200 and I got to 200 and I was in the lead and I was just like, I was like, yeah, it's there today. And so just push the pace, go, go for it. And then I actually, <laughs> I, I was coming down the, um, the home stretch thinking like, uh, Olympics go, let's, let's do this. Like get standard, standard, standard. And then up until that whole, that whole season, I hadn't even thought about the Olympics at all. I was trying to keep it out of my head and then, and then it kind of all happened like that. So that's funny though. He, that I, I like, it's something I would do. Like I, I probably called him, for some reason. And then we were talking about it and just, and I, I definitely remember like feeling like, all right, this is, this could be it. Cause I, I think that, I think that I'm, I'm in shape now, you know, just, just now I'm in shape just in time. Uh, so that's, that's funny though. I actually don't remember that phone call, which is, <laughs> which is strange. Perhaps one of my first, uh, one of my first uh, memories interacting with you is, um, I do a little bit of race announcing uh, in London with the with the London Distance Series, and uh, just before the 2015 uh, World Championships, uh, you were you were hoping to to hit a qualifier, um, and and you were doing it at uh, at one of these twilight meets, and uh, you didn't end up hitting it that day, which uh, you know it's. It, I, I think I think everyone there was, was pretty bummed about that. But what really struck me about it was, you know, that you had probably you know four or five teammates there, you know, just t- trying to hang on as long as possible to pace you and and to lead you through as much as possible. And and that that's something that I would almost say is kind of unique to Speed River and to the University of Guelph. Per- perhaps you can you can expand upon that and and that whole experience. 
there's a few things that Dave does really well that Speed River does really well. And, and I think that like, if you were to ask anybody, um, you know, about their training environment or their training group or whatever, and if they said it's 100% perfect, you know, I think they would be either exaggerating or lying, um, or being just, uh, misremembering or something. And, uh, because, you know, that's life and, and, and as you sort of scale up, uh, you know, you get a bigger group. I think you have a lot of different opinions and I think a lot of people feel I, like I myself have my own perspective on Speed River and I think that a bunch of other people would have, maybe each person would have a slightly different perspective and, and their experience in Speed River. But the things that Speed River does well, I think they do better than almost any track club in the world. And one of the things that they do extremely well is is the energy and the environment uh, in terms of uh, showing up to practice or showing up to as a, as a new, an incoming athlete and you're just swept up in this, like, uh, like I mentioned before, this sort of, this really positive ambition, this idea that like, we really do want it all. And I mean, I think that, that maybe that's something that people can sense in a, immediately about Spree River is that there's just like, they have that, like, we want to do things that, that no one else has, done before and just because it's Guelph and it's a small city in, in Canada doesn't mean like anything you know it's like and it does have humble beginnings so to see how much it's grown is kind of a testament to that and one of the things is you know this is this is kind of everybody's club you know like this is uh, especially especially that's how it started you know everyone was always chipping in and and uh, I'm sure Dave had lots of stories to tell you about just like the beginnings and how it was kind of like this uh, this group of people who were just really passionate about running, and then they all wanted to create this sort of thing in Guelph, and then they did it, and they all got their hands dirty. And um, mm -hmm. I think um, that's one of the things that keeps me motivated. It keeps me happy um, in Guelph is is the fact that you know I live. I've always lived with runners. I've always been friends with everybody there. It's always felt like home. And it's always felt like you're, you know, you're surrounded by people who think a lot like you. And I mean, you know, runners, we can talk, we can talk shop all day <laughs> forever, you know, and, and we never seem to get tired of it. And, and also everyone in Guelph, uh, it seems like, you know, if you truly ask them, like everyone's got like a few irons in the fire, but I do feel like the majority of runners in Guelph or associated with Speed River are like, like running comes first to them, you know I mean? Like maybe that's bad to say, but it's like, you know, you're a student athlete, you know, school comes first, but it just seems like, you know, everyone's there for the, that reason. Like they just, you know, they, they could have done school somewhere else and, and, and Guelph probably does have good, like has a ton of good programs, but you know, you see it with the varsity group and you see it with the post collegiate people are coming to Guelph because they just want to be part of that energy. I mean, I, I really do think that's the biggest drawing factor is like, it's like let's you, you move to Guelph and you're you're around a bunch of people who just are doing the same thing and the energy is good you know when you go to practice or when when you're just around the city like you you feel motivated you feel happy you feel like you belong there you feel like your sort of outlook on on the sport is is in line with everybody else um, and that's that's hard to do because you need the numbers 
you know, it's hard to do that with a small group. Um, it's, it's hard to make a place maybe that someone isn't from feel like home with a small group. Like, because like, you know, you might not know anyone else in the city. And if there's only a handful of other people that you know there, then you're probably end up spending a lot of time with them. And it it might be, it might be good. I mean, some people might really thrive in that kind of environment, but from like, there's like, you know, tens, hundred people that like more every, every year there's more people coming. And then there's the generations of old golf runners. And so there is kind of like this, there's like, Dave's era and then the era that coached him and then the era that he first coached and then the second generation and the third generation. I, I might be like third generation and now I feel like there's a fourth generation of golf runners and everyone's kind of like, they love golf, they love being there, they're, they're, they love competing, they love training and, uh, you know, for me, like, that's one of the reasons why I, I feel like I, I've been happy there. One of the big reasons is just is that, you know, yeah, on any given day, there's a bunch of people at the, doing the workout. And on any given day, I can call a bunch of people up and go for a coffee or uh, play a board game or go for a run or watch a movie or something. And um, uh, and I think that that's, that's an important part of training that maybe a lot of runners don't immediately think about, but it's been something that I've been very privileged to have for the last six years. Um, and I wouldn't give that up. You know, I wouldn't give it up for anything. So bunch of people kind of a bunch of guys came out to uh to pace me i think heppenstall was in there too which actually says mm. something about our ability to to rope people in um <laughs> uh into into the uh into the the circus um and so uh you know that was that is kind of one of those little snapshots about about what it's like and uh yeah hopefully i kind of clarified or 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 uh, expanded on on that moment because um, that it it does feel like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, earlier in this episode, um, we have we have Tommy Land on, and and of course, uh, you you've gotten to know Tommy very well over the years. But he uh, he likes to tell the story of of the time when you didn't quite know who he was, and in the, a six hundred meter race, he. Uh, he he had you a little bit worried for a couple hundred meters, but it was in the it was in the cool down jog afterwards that he said that uh, you really convinced him that that Guelph was the place for him to go. And uh, I have to think at, at this point you you know you kind of mentioned that that you're that that uh, there's another generation of, of people going on just under you. I mean, like at this point you have to feel like almost kind of like a like a mentor or you know like a a club elder. What kind of responsibilities come with that? Yeah, definitely after uh, London, or sorry, after Rio, um, it's there was sort of a changing of the guard um, in Speed River, and uh, I was lucky enough to, I feel like, you know, have access to sort of the goal. I would, I would call it like, yeah. I mean, I guess I, maybe Dave would be mad at me for calling it the golden era because you know <laughs> he would be looking for the next golden era, and uh, but I, but at least from uh, someone who's my age, you know, like looking at this, it was, I think there was like seven, seven Olympians or whatever. Um, all these guys and, 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 and then Hillary and then Ra- Rachel Oberina, you know, there was just this, this group that was just a part of the, a part of the club that for me, you always looked up to them and I would ask them, I'd be, I'd be asking them questions all the time. Reed Gillis, Taylor, Chris Winter, Alex Janet, Hillary didn't matter they always had some wisdom and, and I believed what they said because for me, it was like, 
you know, well, it, it's got to work. I mean, these guys, these, they're all in their thirties, you know, and like, they're still doing it. And, uh, I mean, I guess, you know, a bunch of them still are. Uh, so, you know, it still speaks to how well it worked. Um, and then, yeah, after 2016, especially after 2016, you know, it felt like, okay, like, and I, I remember, I actually remember I was at this party and someone was just saying something I didn't like. And I felt like, I, I laid into them. I was just like, I was like, you know what? Uh, I feel I've been here for what five years now, and I feel like this is my home. And I feel like the people uh, that uh, are here uh, are our family. And and I got no time for what you're saying right now. And I felt like this strong sense of loyalty and responsibility to the group that like I really wanted to have influence into the culture. And I felt like I did have influence and that if I said something that would have an impact. And I'm not saying that like, you know, everyone's going to follow me or something, but it was like, I, I felt like I just feel strongly about this enough to, to, to say something. And, and that was kind of a difference between maybe the year before. Um, and in, and that's in that sense, like there is this expectation that like, that if you are going to be part of Speed River, like there has, there has been a history of generations, you know, there were leaders and then there were new leaders and then there were new leaders. And I benefited when I first got there from sort of the old guard. And, um, and I really felt like I needed to pass that on. It's been difficult in some ways to get to know the newer faces because, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've done a lot of stuff, um, you know, in terms of racing, I've kind of been on my own schedule, uh, a lot of the time. And, and I've actually felt like, you know, I finish a season late and, you know, the guys are kind of already in shape and I'll have to kind of do my own thing to get back in shape. And I'm on a different, I'm, I'm on a different sort of, uh, fitness schedule. And so, and then, you know, the indoor season rolls around and, and I might be doing my own thing for indoors. And so, so I felt like I've, tried to figure out ways to sort of connect with the younger guys. And I'm part of, you know, like, like everyone, you're part of some sort of uh, messenger chat or this or that, and, you know, sharing ideas or just stories or how we did in the workout today or how things are going. And, and, and the younger guys have asked me, you know, Hey, what do you think about this? And um, what, uh, like, let's talk about this. Do you have a, do you have a chance to, you can go through this or little strength training tips or uh, just, race tactics or whatever it might be, which are the exact same kind of questions that I was asking, you know, Taylor or Reed or Chris Winter or Alex Janay or whatever back, you know, years ago. And, um, so there is this expectation that, and I actually think that that's like the second biggest thing that speed river has done well, or the Guelph and speed river has done well is like when I got there, there was a lot of instruction, uh, a lot of like a vetting process, like, you know, uh, I remember like Nixon and Benoit Boulay, they had been there and they're, you know, like telling me how things kind of are. And if I had a question, I could some, a lot of time I could just ask some of the other guys. They really, there was really this sense of like, this is ours too. You know, it's not just like everyone putting their head down and doing this like on their own. It's like, uh, and I guess that's probably pretty typical for, for, uh, um, a college program and, but maybe less typical, for it bleeding into like the post-collegiate group is that that sort of sense of we're still part of the Guelph scene and we have our own very like useful place in it. Um, 
and so you know maybe that's maybe that's where I sit now and uh, um, I'm I'm that's kind of a I like that I like being in that position I I really do like you know being able to say hey like I made these mistakes I really like screwed up a few times you know don't do this because I I would hate to see any of you guys have to go through this injury or or whatever um, or just like here's some things I've picked up and. Uh, and maybe it'll help you guys. I don't know. Let's talk about it. Let's cause we all love doing this. And, um, if you are interested and then I'm interested, so, uh, it's, it's a good, it's a good place. It's not, I wouldn't say I'm on the top, but I, I do feel like I have a certain role now and, uh, and maybe leading by example is still the one thing that I want to do the best. So I, I think uh, a great place to, to leave this off would be, I think, think if i'm not mistaken there is another romanu running in the uh in the uh, red and gold um talk to me talk to me a little bit about that how's how's that going it's funny she's in her own way a senior now uh and uh, uh i think gosh she's she's uh fourth or fifth year um and uh yes you know what it was funny we i was making the the move to guelph when she was looking at uh starting to think about, um, I think she would have been in grade 11, starting to think about schools. And uh, I remember we had a little chat on the way to a beach one summer day. And I was like, wouldn't it be fun? Like, what do you think? You know, we get along. I mean, uh, you know, and she was like, you know why it would be fun. And, uh, and it has been a lot of fun having Olivia there. Um, we like, it's 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 actually it's actually for me it's something that I might take for granted sometimes that she's there um, because uh, I went when I went when I was in high school my brother was sort of the team captain and then he kind of pretty much coached me my first year and uh, I really really enjoyed having him there it was it was actually probably very very important for me as a runner that first the grade nine for him to show me like you know. Uh, I've been serious about this for like four years and sort of this is how you have to be about it now. And then he went to to school and I kind of knew what to do. I knew what was expected of sort of uh, uh, to be a serious club runner in high school. And then, uh, you know, Olivia showed up and it's just been more than anything. It's just been fun to have her around, like to go to practice. And I honestly, I would say like, I have some really good friends on the team, but I, I'm perfectly comfortable saying she's my best friend on the team. Um, she might be, if she hears this, she'll be like, oh, get out of here. You're not my <laughs> best friend. What are you talking about? Uh, but, uh, like I, she's, when I go to practice, she's the first person I talk to. That's for sure. Every single day. So, and we kind of, we don't even met, not even have to talk if Dave's already like into his, uh, you know, script for the day. Um, I might just like peek over and we'll, we'll make eye contact and we'll kind of give each other a goofy smile or something. And, uh, we, that's all that needs to be said because you know whatever we're it's we're going on uh, a, a few decades a couple decades now we we kind of know what that means just like ah, i see you i see you there how you how's it going <laughs> um and uh it's funny actually we've started doing these this uh activation routine together and uh we're doing a lot of the same exercises and so people will be sitting there just making fun of us because we'll be doing like the exact just the two of us the exact same exercises at the exact same time, almost in sync. And they're like, look at you, Roman, who's doing your little, your little stupid stuff. And, uh, and, oh, but, but you know what, uh, which is actually hilarious. Cause maybe, maybe years ago we would have been like, ah, yeah, what is this? Uh, get away. 
but now it's like, yeah, you know what? That's what we do. So there. Um, and, uh, I have, I've done, I haven't gotten the chance to do a whole lot of running or training with her, but here and there, and it's been fun. Like even over December, we did a bunch together and, uh, it's just, you know, it's actually such a blessing. I, I like, um, especially since she's still doing it, like, like she's still running, she's still running well. And, and you know, that's not the case for everybody, you know, like running, kind of takes all different paths and you know some people uh, my brother did it for the first two years of university and then and then he moved on um and olivia's been able to you know even despite having her own ups and downs has been able to keep keep at it so it's been great you know she's been there for a while and uh uh we've gone to a few races together and my parents obviously love that you know go go and watch us both and um so i'm excited she's She's currently uh, ranked eighth in the 600 meter in the CIS after her latest run, and I've been following it closely. Uh, so, so I'm, I'm crossing my fingers. I'm hoping that uh, uh, she has a good race at OUAs and uh, gets gets to on the line at uh, CIs this year. Um, and uh, you know, because she she had a, a, a few injuries and now she's and she came back from them this year. So. I'm I'm rooting for a big time. I'm actually way more excited about anything that she does these days, especially in the winter than than myself. So, uh yeah, I'm I'm definitely her number one fan uh right now. So, uh it's been fun. It's and I I am glad you asked cuz I like talking about it. It's it puts a big smile on my face. So, yeah, we call her in the group. We call her Liv or Livy and we'll all just stand there and shout it at her to make her uncomfortable. Like, hey Liv, Liv, Livy, Liv, how's it going? What's up? Just to embarrass her, and so a lot of the guys have kind of taken on that older brother uh, uh, part, like I have, and we just we're like, what can we do to make Olivia go red in the face today? Uh, that's our that's our job. That's the that's the that's the post collegiates now. Basically, my generation of golf runners. That's what we do to uh, entertain her or make her life miserable. So it's fun. My name is Charlotte Ward, and I am the captain of the distance women's track and field team at the University of Guelph. I am a, a junior national bronze medalist and a CIS 4x8 silver medalist. Charlotte Ward was a standout junior runner and probably could have gone anywhere she wanted to. She chose Guelph. And that's where we start our interview. I asked her why. I actually uh, only applied to one university, and that was Guelph. Um, and that was because uh, when I was little, I always, for some reason, I just was really interested in the, the environmental science program here. That's like one, my major passion academically. So that was a huge draw from when I was younger. But then as I went into high school, I actually started running competitively um, the end of grade 10, beginning of grade 11. And my track coach at the time uh, was sending a bunch of girls off to the States. And he was really into the NCAA. And he asked me at one of my first practices what my goal was, and I said that I wanted to run for the University of Guelph. And then he asked me why, and I was like, well, they have an amazing track and field team, their program is one of the top in Canada, and they have an amazing school and an amazing environment that I really wanted to be part of. Well, as far as the environment goes, I want to dig a little bit deeper into that. I mean, you've had people like Rachel Aubrey here uh, to train, you know, what the middle distances and stuff, and obviously uh, Jen is, is kicking around here still as well, too. What has the environment been like for you? What was it everything that you're hoping it'd be? So when I came into my first year, um, it was I was basically just starstruck 
by the amount of talent. So somebody like Rachel Aubrey, I'd always known in the 800, or Jen Lalonde. Um, but not only that, but I was inspired by the collegiate women as well. And in, as a first year with, you know, like I think I came seventh at uh, offset in my grade 12 year. Um, coming in and seeing all those girls with like such great talent, I really knew that I like by my fifth year, by my fourth year, I really wanted to be one of those girls. Um, but the environment for me running uh, evolved from that first year, like kind of starstruck girl. I think that throughout my experience here, I've been able to chase people. I've been able to lead workouts. I've been able to, um, for example, like lead a workout, like a 400 workout with Jen and Rachel in the workout with me uh, because Dave's kind of said as you know, a second year girl, go and take this one. And I have accomplished things because of that um, because I was actually willing to like take those risks and stuff with those girls and being like, you know, I'm in great company. I can be kind of up there with them and that is just an amazing feeling overall. And to be able to one day go and chase Rachel in a 200, come back and then the next day see Jen in a tempo workout, you know, a kilometer ahead of me. It's, there's always something to look to. There's always something to look forward to and to want to accomplish here. So, you know, as far as development goes, I mean, you have those people to train with and stuff. But it sounds like a large part of it is, you know, sitting down with Dave, setting those goals, and uh, and getting ready to take on on that next challenge. Would you would you say that that's that's something that you've has played a big part in your own development here? Definitely, Dave and I uh, have worked really close together for like the past four years, and uh, I've had countless meetings with him. And not only have I developed as an athlete, but I've also developed as just a general human being. Um, I think that. Every time I've accomplished something, there's like sort of a minute to have like gratitude for what that is. And then at the same time, um, he definitely pushes me to be inspired to know like what my potential is from that. From that experience, I have a little bit of proof that he may have always seen that potential, but that moment gave me some proof that he's right. And then I'm able to see what he's been saying the whole time. So that kind of relationships always works for us. Um, and Dave and I over the years have really come to like an understanding of sort of what I need and what guidance he should give me and honestly I've become a very um, self-regulated athlete so if I like say for example I'm not like this workout isn't gonna be good for me at this point or if I'm coming back from some downtime or something like that I know that I have some leeway into what I do. Talking with Dave he says that you're very much no BS you like yeah. when he says something to you you're gonna come at him with an exact exact answer he, he gave a couple of examples of that and stuff uh, you know how key is that is that you know open communication and do you feel like you're getting it back from them as well definitely um, I, I'm definitely like a straightforward communicator I definitely speak my mind um, and actually I think that that is what has allowed that open communication because he's the same way he's very direct um, he's going to say what's on his mind and he's not really going to like sugarcoat anything, which I really appreciate because neither will I. Um, yeah, it's, it's just a very direct and open dialogue and I feel that if you're confident in what you're saying, he's also confident in what you're saying and that it leads to a very like sort of same level communication, which I think is really important. You're captain now and that's, uh, I mean that's, that's pretty big, I mean you guys uh, are a great team. You guys got second in the indoor track, um, you know, championships last year. I mean, talk to me about the responsibilities. What do you feel that you have to do and what do you have to bring to the table as a team captain now? Right. So I've always looked up to the previous captain, Sophie Watts. Um, she's one of my best friends and honestly, I just admire her so much for 
how she uh, brought the team together. So that's something that, so one of the little pieces of her like leadership role that I really wanted to bring here as well. So something that I find is like a really big part of my role is to not only be a captain, but also be a friend to everyone and to really make sure that I know what's going on with other people's workouts, with their lives, ask them like how they're doing on a regular basis. Those simple things are really important for one um, and actually maintain like actual relationships, not just saying this is the team, this is where it ends, but going home and saying like, well, do you have trouble with your roommates? Do you have trouble with uh, like sleep, things like that, which still affect your track um, and also just being in front of people. But I also think uh, responsibility is like refocusing the team. Uh, like adversity happens in the sport all the time. And if anyone knows, uh, like, like I do, I've, I've gone through adversity in the sport and it makes me a better athlete, it makes me a stronger athlete. And I think that every single person can grow from those challenges, especially as collegiate runners. So just being there to support girls that are going through something or ad like admiring them for what they have accomplished or if they're having a good day, making sure to acknowledge that. You know, speaking of that adversity, um, you know, this year you've you've had a little bit of injury problems and stuff mm -hmm. and you ended up having to drop out of the cross country uh, championships a little bit earlier this year. You're coming back from it now. Uh, you know, what's that environment been like? Have you, as far as support goes and, and getting better, mm -hmm. um, what's golf been like for that? So uh, getting injured was really surprising for me because I have never had a stress fracture before and I had two. <laughs> um, and so at the beginning, I, you know, I've always been able to push through little, little feelings of pain or whatever. Um, usually it's muscular for me. So I've generally in the last uh, two years, I've been able to do that. And this time it was a little different, but I was going into nationals and I just thought, you know, like it was the best season of my life up until about OUAs. Um, I was having the best aerobic workouts of my life. It was awesome. And I was really proving to myself that I could run 8K. Um, and I still really believe that, but it, it just, I think I didn't uh, like make the transition from being an 800 meter runner to an 8K runner properly. So the environment of Guelph um, in terms of that was that it was sort of going into the race, into nationals, or sorry, into uh, U sports. I knew that I was injured. Didn't, I don't know what the injury was, but I knew I was injured. My therapist knew, and nobody was pushing me to race. Nobody said, you have to do this. It was an option from like the get-go, but I also really wanted to, and it's, it's sort of like these injuries are manageable. So I always knew that I had the option, is what I'm trying to say there. Uh, after I came back, I had an, an immediate bone scan like the day after. So I got therapy really fast. I figured out what the injury was really fast. I had a whole ISD support team there for me. Um, Dr. Mountjoy, Margo Mountjoy, was really invested in not only healing the injury, but getting me healthy, like making sure that my bones were strong, that I was taking calcium, all those things that are really important as an athlete um, that I maybe was neglecting before. So yeah, there's that. And then also there was uh, always chiros and physios there for me to, to help me rehab. I find that Kyle Borsma's um, new sort of drill strength program is actually really awesome and I, I am confident that it will help prevent injuries in that sort of way so yeah it's, it's been really helping me get back. So you know we're, we're looking ahead and, and I believe you have a couple more years left left here um, but what are you thinking afterwards? Are, are you thinking that you'll continue on the sport through Sweet River or you know what tell me where your head's at right now. Yeah so I'm actually I'm not sure yet um, it'll definitely depend. I have a uh, definite passion in academics, 
I definitely want to continue with school because I love school. <laughs> um, running, it really, it really depends on where uh, the next year and a half goes. I'm doing a fifth year at Guelph, so I'll be back next year. But it, it comes down to like whether uh, what event I would be choosing to do. And something I kind of like to do is just focus on the present. Um, yeah, I've, I've definitely thought about it, but and I've always admired the people that do it. But it definitely is a big step, and I would want to, you know, consult all parties and really make sure that it's the best choice for me because being a post-collegiate athlete is a huge commitment. And um, yeah, I would, I would definitely be interested in it. But yeah, living in the collegiate life right now, so we'll see. <laughs> You've been listening to Something in the Water. The story of the University of Guelph and Speed River track and field teams brought to you by Sidious Mag. For more great running news, podcasts, humor, and commentary, check them out at SidiousMag.com or on Instagram and Twitter at SidiousMag. Find the teams on social media on Twitter at Speed River and at Griffin Track and on Instagram at GriffinTF and at Speed River TFC. If you like this podcast, be sure to check out my other running podcast, The Terminal Mile. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and tune in. Be back next week to Something in the Water. We're taking on the marathoners. <laughs>